Welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about the full Monty from Love and Relationships, Sex, Health, Death, and Grief. This is your number one place for no bullshit, tough love advice. Life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. But it is fucked up and people are dumb. But that's how it's all meant to be. I'm Samara, and this is Perfectly Flawedcast. Hello, hello, what is up, Flawedsters? Welcome back to another day, another week, coming to you from Basement Studio, once again in Colorado. You know what today is, people? June 28th, and that happens to be my birthday. And you know what? I'm having a pretty good day. It hasn't been anything crazy or wild or outrageously fun, but it's just been a perfectly chill day that I've managed to relax and really enjoy myself. Basically, I had a stroll. I went to get my eyebrows threaded. If you don't know what threading is, it's like where a lady pulls out your eyebrow hairs with thread instead of waxing or tweezing. I think it's from India because I used to have it done there all the time. And usually the people do it here are Indian. And it's great. It's fantastic. You know, I think it's better than waxing because waxing sometimes tears your skin and that fucking hurts and is horrible. So I went to get my eyebrows threaded. She did a great job. They look super swell. Came home. Then I went down to downtown Boko with my dad. And we had a couple of beers, chilling, people watching, having a chat. That was really nice. I've, I've really enjoyed my day so far. It's really been nice. And I think I'm not going to see my friends until Sunday. Mostly I'm just going to chill tonight. And that's fine. So today I thought maybe I would be kind of unhappy given it's the first birthday without my mom and stuff like that. But you know, I'm actually feeling pretty good. I'm actually feeling happy. And that's great. That's really fucking great. Now, speaking of happiness, you know what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about happiness. How to be fucking happy or at least happier than you currently are. Because, you know, it's my birthday and I'm reflecting back on the year as one does. And I'm thinking about the times that I've been happy and the times I've been sad. And overall, it's been a pretty good year for me. Even though I lost my mom less than 12 months ago, I feel like I'm still feeling decent. It's been a good year. It's been a pretty good year. There's been some lows especially recently I've been struggling more but overall I've been on the happier side I've been pretty decent and that makes me ponder that makes me think about what is causing my happiness and how do I maintain happiness and what even the fuck is happiness so according to britannica.com happiness 
is a state of emotional well-being that a person experiences either in a narrow sense when good things happen in a specific moment or more broadly as positive evaluation of one's life and accomplishments overall that is subjective well-being so happiness could be kind of a broad term, kind of an arbitrary term to mean being real happy in a moment or having an overall state of more contentment, we would call it. In my mind, contentment is more like a long-term sort of overall sense of feeling gratification and well-being about your life and happiness is more a short-term thing and really we're talking about both but probably more about contentment really in this episode but you know these principles can be applied to both scenarios and this makes me think a little bit about the happiest countries in the world. I always like reading those articles every year where they release an article about the 20 most happiest countries in the world. And like the top five are always fucking Scandinavia where it's cold and dark and you just can't fathom that people could be happy there. But personally, I think it's kind of hard to measure happiness of an entire country. And I think the reason why the Scandinavian countries score high is because they have more like security that's from the government, job security, the fact that they can change jobs easily because they can go get educated in something different because education is cheap or free. The fact that they can spend time with their families easily. They don't work quite as crazily as other places in the world. So maybe the darkness is kind of tough. That overall security that they feel brings them contentment, overall long-term happiness, and that is what makes them score high. Whereas Americans, it's like if you're doing well, you're successful, or you don't live a super stressful life, you score high. But then there's people who are really stressed out and really fucked up, and they score low, and it comes out to in-between? I don't know. That's just a theory. It doesn't really make a ton of sense. But my overall feeling is that it's overall kind of hard to judge the happiness of a country, you know, because there are certainly places in the world that are happier than Finland or Sweden, like some of those islands in Greece. But they're not countries. They're just islands. And maybe the rest of Greece is really unhappy or their economy sucks or whatever. And that makes people unhappy. You see? So, I don't know. Not a great way to judge it. But this is kind of beyond the point. This is all really just a fucking tangent. You know what? I really recommend this book called A Year of Living Danishly. It's about this woman who moves with her husband to Denmark. And it's just very fascinating to learn more about the Scandinavian culture. And I think she talks a bit about this because you know, Denmark is one of those happier countries. I think she talks a bit about it in there. It's just fucking fascinating what goes on in Denmark, you know, just fascinating the culture. A lot of good things about it, a lot of curious things about it, really. Some things just so beyond how Americans are, you know, but it's very interesting. I really recommend that. It's a fun fucking read. 
So, okay, I've got totally sidetracked here, but today we're going to talk about happiness. And really, I'm going to talk happiness and contentment. They're going to be kind of interchangeable, these words. But we're going to talk about how to improve happiness. Just how to be fucking happier. Because who doesn't want to be happier? Okay, the number one thing about happiness is stress. Stress makes us unhappy. Have you ever seen a documentary or read something about the blue zones? Those zones in the world where people live really long. There's a lot of centurions who live to be over a hundred. Those are places like Sardinia, islands in Greece, Costa Rica, Okinawa is another one. You know what? I don't really think it's about their diet so much because there's kind of a lot of variation in their diet. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But a lot of it is that these people aren't that stressed. They have jobs that aren't super stressful but are fulfilling and they have community and these things really help their stress levels. They're not working some crazy nine to five with overtime that keeps them up at night worrying that they can barely function. They're passing out in the park and sleeping like those guys in Japan or dying of overwork. They're working and living simultaneously and they're enjoying the rest of their life. And they're doing things to manage stress. Now, we've spoken a bit about managing stress. It's not the easiest thing to do. Because this life, especially in cities, in the US, or other places in the world, can just be fucking stressful. I get it. I really get it. But do what you can to manage your stress. Whatever that fucking means to you. I'm talking therapy, journaling, meditation, speaking to friends and family, breathing, whatever works for you, how to manage your stress. The next thing I'm going to say is that you need to enjoy yourself. You need to do things that you enjoy. And that's also part of managing stress. You need to lean into your hobbies, lean into whatever you enjoy. If you enjoy going on walks, if you enjoy PlayStation, if you enjoy your dog, if you enjoy sports, if you enjoy painting, whatever, lean into it and enjoy. I mean, if you enjoy cocaine or murdering people or something, I don't really recommend you lean into that. That's a different story. You should probably get help. But you know what I mean. Just do what you can to do things that you enjoy. You need to prioritize that more. That's also going to help with stress. If you're working so much that you have no time to do things that you enjoy, you're going to be more stressed. Point blank. Okay, the next thing is do things to boost your self-esteem. We've talked about this before. Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. If you don't feel good about yourself, you're not going to be fucking happy, are you? So try to get rid of negative self-talk. 
If you're talking shit about yourself, you're not going to feel good. So do what you can to improve your self-esteem. That's a lot about rewiring your brain and the stupid shit you're saying about yourself. Record audio messages to yourself in your phone that are positive affirmations about yourself and listen back to them or whatever. If you don't want to do that, come up with some positive mantras that you can say to yourself whenever that negative self-talk starts creeping in. Say the mantras. I am beautiful. I am talented. I am good at my job. I am wonderful. I am a kind person, etc. The next thing is to have a healthy lifestyle. I talk about leaning into your vices and that is great sometimes. But look, these things actually have negative effects. Alcohol, if you drink it, the next day you usually wake up with the fucking Sunday scaries or Monday scaries or Wednesday scaries or whatever. And that means that it kind of makes you feel, if not physically hungover, emotionally hungover. You might not feel great. You might feel more depressed, sad, anxious, etc. That's something to keep in mind. I do love a drink, but I have to admit if I drink too much or I drink too frequently, I'm waking up not feeling so hot. So be aware of that. And if you feel like it's really messing up your week or your days because you're getting so drunk or too drunk too frequently, that you are not feeling good, you need to reflect on your life and reconsider your choices. And being healthy is about a lot of other things. It's also about being healthy in what you eat and how you exercise. Now, as far as eating is concerned, there's a lot of debate about what is actually fucking healthy. Meat, no meat, gluten, no gluten. But the one thing that's kind of irrefutable to me is artificial food, artificial sweeteners, preservatives, additives, those things that are clearly man-made that we've added to food to give it a longer shelf life or to look pretty or whatever. I don't think our ancestors were eating that shit. I don't. And I just don't see how you can think that anything that's made in a lab is really healthy for you, I don't really see how you can think that that's healthy for you. In moderation, it's okay. I'm here to tell you it's okay. But overall, eating things that are more natural, organic foods, things that don't have Red Lake 41 or whatever the fuck it's called, or some crazy preservative that gives it a shelf life of 10 years, I don't think eating that shit is great for you. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to impact your body. I can't tell you that it's going to make you die young or give you cancer or ADHD or whatever because I don't know and I don't think the scientists know either. But logically, if you think about it, it's not good for you. So do what you can to eliminate those things, to eat things that are a little more natural, that are a little bit more wholesome. But the most important thing about diet, as I always advocate for, is balance. 
Just eat in a balanced way. Don't eat one food exclusively. Don't eat one way exclusively. And do what is right for your fucking body. Whatever makes your body feel good in the long term. I'm not talking about eating a cupcake because it makes you feel good for 10 seconds after you eat it. I'm talking about what gives you energy, what makes you feel mentally better long term, etc. And maybe you can't pinpoint that exactly, but do some research and figure out what is going to make your body feel good longer term and stick to that and think about what kind of bullshit additives and preservatives are in what you're eating. And the next thing we're going to talk about is exercise because that is going to make you happy. That is going to boost the feel-good chemicals in your brain. I know you don't want to do it. I know you think it sucks to go to the gym three times a week. That's going to make you feel good. The science is there. The science tells you that you're going to feel good. Do it, even though it's difficult. Because some of the things that are going to make you feel happy long term, even short term, are not easy. But there is going to be benefits if you stick with it. And it can be hard to have the motivation, I understand. Because you think about instant gratification. And instant gratification is eating a cupcake, smoking a cigarette, doing cocaine. But I don't know. I don't think those things are going to long-term be good for you. What's going to long-term be good for you is eating in a wholesome way and exercising. Getting enough sleep is also critical. And that's hard for a lot of people if you're stressed. So managing stress can help you get good sleep. But it's also about routine It's also about my brain is unbalanced and I just can't sleep. My brain is imbalanced and I just couldn't sleep, but medication helps me sleep. And maybe that's not the healthiest way to get good sleep. But if I weigh the pros and cons, do I sleep three hours a night or do I take medication to help me sleep? I'm going to go with medication because I think it outweighs the negatives. And there are natural ways to get good sleep. There are herbs that I have personally found effective to help with sleep. Now, I have a sleep herb supplement that really helps me get good sleep. I'm going to tell you right now what is in this sleep herb. Magnesium, passion flower, and valerian. I found those things to be highly effective for sleep. Also, melatonin is helpful. Tryptophan? as well as very high doses of CBD. I'm talking 100 to 150 milligrams of CBD. That's a pretty fucking high dose. But those things in combination should help. And having a proper sleep routine. You need to turn down your lights a couple of hours before bed. You need to do whatever makes you feel calm. Light a candle, turn off your TV, get off of your phone. A couple hours before bed. Take your supplements a couple of hours before bed. I'm talking nine if you want to sleep by 11. But I can't really tell you what's going to work for you. It's kind of individual. It's kind of personal. But do the research on yourself and on the internet 
and figure out what works for you to help you sleep. Sleep is so fucking important. How can you function without good sleep? Having a community and a social life, people that you can share your problems with, a community that you can interact with is all fucking important. It's all really important for happiness. I always dreamed about living in a place where I knew my neighbors, where I had people I could just pop over to all the time. I've never lived in that situation. In, a, in the U.S., it's not as common. But in other places, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, that kind of freaks me out because it's like, I don't know, everybody knows everybody. It's kind of scary to me. But I think those people actually are happier. So make an effort to get to know your neighbors and also have friends. Do what you can to have friends that you can talk to about your problems, that they can come to about their problems. Build resilience. I don't really know how you build resilience except for to go through difficult things that you survive and then you realize like I'm really capable. That is what this year has taught me. If anything, it's that I'm resilient. It's that I have kept going despite the fact that I didn't want to. But I did. I got through it and I learned that I am capable of surviving even some of the most difficult things that a person can go through. I don't know if you can build resilience without going through tough things. And the key part of building resilience is to give yourself credit in retrospect. Let's say I was super depressed for a couple of months. My dog died. My parents got divorced. Whatever it is that is difficult, if you get through it alive and you reflect on the fact that you survived that tough time, you're going to fucking build resilience. That's going to help you realize that you can get through anything. I talked about this in therapy this week. I said to my therapist, I don't know how, but even when my mom was sick and dying, I somehow got through it. I somehow realized I can get through this. I got to be there for her when she's sick. I got to be strong. And I somehow did it. I somehow didn't break down every moment. And I think it was a higher power that got me through it. And she said to me, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe it was your choice? And I was like, no, I hadn't really thought about it. And she was like, yeah, I think that you also had a part in it. You also decided I'm going to be strong. I'm going to get through this. And you did. And I was like, shit, that's a pretty big revelation. But you're right, you know, I did choose to be strong. I did make the choice to show up for her in her dying moments. And I did it. And holy shit, I'm proud of myself. So you can make a choice. You can make a choice to be strong. Also, it's okay to not be strong at every moment. That's okay too. And sometimes you feel like you don't have the choice. Sometimes you just break down because the stress has gotten to you. And that's okay too. Sometimes just surviving is resilience. Sometimes you feel like being there for others, being kind to others, being there for those who are struggling, 
that's an important part of being happy, being selfless at times that you can afford to be selfless. Maybe being there for others is volunteering. Maybe it's just being there for your friends and family. That's going to bring a greater sense of contentment and happiness for you. As I said, just being there for my mom when she was sick and when she was dying, that brings me a great sense of pride and happiness when I reflect on it. Living in the present moment appreciating and being grateful for every moment. Gratitude is something that can bring a lot of happiness and contentment. Reflecting on your life, on the things that have been good, on the things that you are happy for, on the things that you are grateful for is important. This can be a gratitude journal. This can be just mindfulness and gratitude in your everyday life. Letting go and being forgiving. If you're holding on to a lot of resentment or negative feelings, you need to take a look in the mirror. You need to let go of things, of anger towards people, towards yourself. In some cases, the only way to do this is through therapy. But in other cases, you can just reflect on your life and yourself and be like, Who am I holding a grudge towards? Is it me? Is it my friend or my family? It's not worthwhile holding on to that shit. That's going to fester and make you unhappy. And you want to be fucking happy. So let go of it. Figure out how to let go of that stuff. Figure out how to let go. And just celebrate the small things. That means, that means also appreciate the small things, the small moments that make you happy, the little moments, the little things that give you joy. It's not always about, I took a big vacation. It's about in this moment, what made me feel good? Cleaning the house, your baby smiling, the neighbor saying thank you, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying your shower, being grateful for the bed that you sleep on, for the roof over your head. Those are little moments. Those are little moments that you can enjoy, that you can be grateful for, that you can celebrate. If you skip all those little moments and you only think about your big accomplishments like getting a promotion at work, like graduating college, those are great things. But those things don't happen as often as taking a shower or feeling the sunshine or feeling the sunshine on your skin. Those little things you feel every day. And if you're appreciative for those everyday things that you sometimes gloss over, if you're appreciative for them, it's going to add up more because those things are more frequent. You see, I could probably go on and on about the things in life that you could be grateful for and the things in life that are going to make you happy. I'm sure there is more that I haven't mentioned that could make you happy, that could make you appreciative that could make you feel good and contented, etc. But I'm not going to do that because I'm fucking tired 
and I don't have anything else to say honestly about this shit. But I really hope that the shit that I did say makes you feel fucking wonderful. Makes you feel fucking good. Even if one thing helped you, if one thing that I mentioned made you feel good in some kind of way, then I am grateful for that. And that's going to add up in my happiness index. I'm grateful that I made you feel a little bit happier. So I hope the things that I said have helped you, have made you feel a little bit better about life, a little bit happier, a little more contented, a little bit more fulfilled. I'm feeling fulfilled and grateful and happy on this 34th birthday. As always, you can email me at perfectlyflogcast at gmail.com. Hit me up at perfectlyflogcast on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I am looking for listener questions. You can email me about any of the subjects I mentioned in the intro. Have a good day. Bye-bye-bye-bye.